Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast, and this is Elisa. And it is officially February 1st. So long to January and hello to February. It's freezing out here in New York. I mean, oh my gosh. Yesterday morning, I got up at 5.30. It was two degrees outside. And then the temperature slightly went up to five degrees to eight degrees in the morning by the time I had to get my son ready for school. And then after returning back home from running errands, it went up to 15 degrees. I mean, me and Winter are so not friends. So we're in the second month of the new year and I'm just wondering, do any of you have any plans for the month of February? Any goals you want to accomplish? Anything that's on your mind that you're thinking, I need to get this done and do it now. I have plenty of thoughts in my mind since the year started as far as things I want to do, places I want to go. And I must say that January was kind of a eh, interesting month. Um, a lot of couple things been going on in my life and... Uh, I don't know, I just felt like things went from bad to worse to a little better. And it's only the second month of the new year. So first and foremost, I just want to talk about health. I want to talk about my health and the status of what's been going on lately since 2018 up to now. So regarding my health, I mentioned before that I suffer from severe chronic pain due to having scoliosis and heel spurs. I have heel spurs on both of my heels, but for the past year and a half, I've been feeling crazy pain more so on my right foot as opposed to the left. And I also found out last year that I have mild scoliosis. Uh, what that is, is basically dealing with the spine and I have two discs on my spine that are bulging out. So whenever the muscles on my back are trying to contract to put pretty much the spine kind of back in place that's when I feel the pain so my primary care physician said I could either get medication to treat the pain I can get physical therapy but at the moment there's no need for me to have surgery because it's not like mandatory it's not severe so believe me I've been taking all types of medications to treat the pain that I'm having but nothing is working regarding my heel spurs I've been getting the lidocaine injections to relieve the pain and it doesn't work for a long period of time so like I said on the podcast some time ago my podiatrist had me take a test to see what's really going on why the lidocaine injections aren't working so then one of the tests came back showing some high numbers that he had concerns with and referred for me to see a rheumatologist. I already seen two rheumatologists because I needed to get a second opinion because the first rheumatologist I seen who I found on my own, thanks with the assistance of my health insurance, he really wasn't helpful, I would say, as far as, okay, you had me take a series of over 20 tests doing blood work and you're not asking for a follow-up you're just saying that there was an issue regarding my liver on one of the tests 
that came back and I was already aware I have issues with my liver because I had an ultrasound done about two years ago because I was complaining about suffering from sharp pains on my stomach that goes towards my back and down my legs and you know certain parts of my body my arms shoulders things like that so I found out getting this ultrasound done that I have a fatty liver I really don't know how that happened but no one really gave me the details on how that occurs so I ended up seeing the second rheumatologist who was referred to me by my podiatrist she looked over the test results from the first rheumatologist that she had me do another series of tests that I never done before so I'm following up with the second rheumatologist in March she's gonna give me the test results from when I had taken these tests back in December of 2018 I don't know why I have to wait so long to get these results but hopefully it's nothing serious because if it was something serious I believe they would send me a letter in the mail saying hey we got your test results you need to come in as soon as possible to see the specialist I only got a letter in the mail saying the test results came in I can go in whatever to get them but nothing showing any signs of anything risky so I had seen my primary care physician before the end of 2018 and I questioned him about seeing a pain management specialist. I wanted to speak to someone regarding medical marijuana. And I've looked on the internet for further information regarding medical marijuana and how it can help people with some of the symptoms that I have. Having chronic pain due to heel spurs and scoliosis and my podiatrist thinks I have some type of inflammation going on within my body that I can't see, especially if treatments aren't working to improve the symptoms that I have. So my primary care physician stated that he would have to refer me to see a pain management specialist and they'll discuss with me uh, further information regarding medical marijuana. So he gave me the referral. I had to wait over two months to get the referral in the mail to me to see the specialist but I called my health insurance to see if I could see a specialist without a referral so I was fortunate to do so so this first pain management specialist I had seen back in November he was overly sarcastic I think I had spoken about this earlier on in the podcast and um, I don't know I just didn't like his vibe and I didn't question about medical marijuana that was the whole point of seeing a pain management specialist is like listen i'm taking all types of treatments that the doctors are giving me nothing is working i don't want to take any more medications for pain if it's not working i want to try something else so then you know he told me about this procedure where i would be put to sleep and an injection would be put in my back through an x-ray which would help relieve pain so they're pretty much injecting some type of medication into my back for back pain and I said, hold up, I got to be put to sleep for this? Like, uh, I need to get a second opinion. So then when I questioned him about the medical marijuana, he said he doesn't know nothing about it, that I would have to speak to someone else who does. So he referred me to see another pain management specialist. I said, okay, fine. I didn't go through with that procedure of putting the needle on my back on sleep. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I don't want to go through with that. So then... I got the referral in the mail from my doctor to see the pain manager specialist he referred me to see, right? I go to this appointment. My appointment was scheduled for about 9.30 in the morning. I arrive at the clinic before 9 a.m. 
Tell me how I was seen close to 12 noon. That is fucking ridiculous. I had to wait three hours pretty much to be seen. Not by a doctor, but I was seen by a physician's assistant. He didn't pay much mind to me and I told him why I was there when he asked me, why are you here? I told him I'm suffering from a lot of pain on my back and on my feet and pretty much throughout my body. I'm seeing a rheumatologist to find out what's going on and all treatments I've been given by doctors aren't helping me. So I want to know about medical marijuana right away. He says, oh, I can't prescribe that to you right now. And then tells me I need to get physical therapy for four weeks and have to follow up with him in two weeks to get the lidocaine injection on my back. And he mentioned that they're going to numb the area and give me the injection for pain. I'm like, okay. So I go home and um, I had an appointment scheduled with the pain management specialist that the first specialist referred me to see about medical marijuana. So when I had seen her, it was the quickest appointment I've probably ever been to for the past year. I go in, she says good morning to me, and she asked me, you know, who referred me to see her, and I told her the name of the specialist. And she says, are you here for the medical marijuana? I said, yes. And she's like, you know, what's going on? Let me look at your record. So she looks at my charts, and she's seen what the issues were. I said, look, I've been taking all types of medications for pain. I'm seeing a rheumatologist. Like, I'm getting all these tests done. I really don't know what's going on. And I don't want to take any more medications if it's doing more harm than good. I would rather test out the medical marijuana to see if it'll help me in any way. So she says, okay, all you need to do is pay the registration fee. You'll get a certificate and you'll get a card in the mail. And then you can go to the dispensary to um, get the medical marijuana. I said, okay, cool. I paid the registration fee. A certificate was printed out. I had to go online to complete the registration. And then I was able to print out a temporary card and go to the dispensary. And I ended up going the same week. So I go to the dispensary and I had to fill out more paperwork. And I met with the consultant. He pretty much wanted to know about my history with medical stuff and looked at the certificate that was given to me by the pain management specialist's office and said that the doctor left everything open. So I was pretty much able to get anything that I wanted. Um, you know, he also explained there was three different forms of medical marijuana that I can get. There was the oil, there was a capsule and the vape. So I told him I wanted the vape because I'm tired of taking pills I didn't want to drink the oil, which had to be diluted with water in a shot glass, as he explained to me. And they added coconut oil into the oil, so, you know, it wouldn't have any type of nasty taste. But, um, yeah, I told him I'm better off with the vape. It reminds me of hookah. I used to smoke hookah when I used to go to lounges and stuff like that years ago. And um, that was it. So... He told me there was different types of medical marijuana, you know, naming one thing called hybrid, another thing called sativa and indica. I didn't know what was what. I have no knowledge of marijuana. So, I mean, I have ex-boyfriends that smoke marijuana, but it was not for medical reasons. They just smoke it just to get high and wasted. You know what I mean? And which kind of turned me off because it was like, 
is weed more important to you than me? Like, what's the deal? And I honestly couldn't deal with the smell. So now that I'm pretty much starting this new treatment to help my shit (laughs) that I'm going through, um, I don't know. It's crazy. So the consultant pretty much told me what I'm supposed to take in the mornings, what I'm supposed to take in the evenings. He mentioned to me that I have to be careful not to mix up you know, the two medical marijuanas that I was prescribed, which was sativa and indica, because the one for the morning is supposed to keep me alert, keep me awake, keep me energized. And then the one for the nighttime is supposed to make me feel relaxed and calm. And I read somewhere that you could probably get munchies. That hasn't happened to me yet. So I did start the medical marijuana treatment the same day that I had the consultation. Um, Unfortunately, health insurance does not cover it. You have to pay out of pocket, just as I did for the registration to get my card. But have I noticed any changes since taking the medical marijuana? Um, Honestly, for the nighttime, I notice I'm sleeping so much better. Because lately, you know, I've been under a lot of stress and I have been having a difficult time sleeping at my usual bedtime, which is like around 10 p.m. And I've been like staying up till like 12, 1 in the morning, which is not good because I have to wake up at 5 in the morning. Well, usually 5.30 to get my son up by 6 and get him ready for school and out the door by 7.15, 7.30. So the evening dosage of the medical marijuana has helped me feel relaxed and being able to sleep comfortably. The daytime dosage, I really don't take it a lot um i'm only supposed to use the medical marijuana as needed for pain so that's that so the daytime dosage i really haven't noticed any changes i just feel like (laughs) the same old me you know what i'm saying so um i know that uh you can't drink when taking medical marijuana you can't drive there's a lot of restrictions with this and you got to make sure you carry your card with you at all times. And um, I read the pamphlet and everything. You can't carry it with you wherever you go. You got to make sure you leave it in a secured place. And that's that. So um, we'll see how this goes. I mean, I'm going to test it out for this month of February and see if I notice any changes with how I'm feeling with chronic pain and that's pretty much about it so now that i have the medical treatment down packed next thing regarding my health is my weight loss journey so i've mentioned before in the podcast i've been diagnosed with having polycystic ovarian syndrome which is pcos for short and been diagnosed with this since the age of 22 just a few months shy off of my 23rd birthday and it's been a struggle to lose weight So I'm going to be 35 this April and I'm really trying to focus on getting my mind and my body right this year. I want to lose some weight. I want to live a long and healthy life, especially being a mom and I have a child. So I want to be able to see him grow and prosper as he gets older. So I'm monitoring the things that I'm eating, things that I'm buying to eat, whether it's food or snacks. So what I started doing for the past week or so, I started drinking Slim Fast Shakes to 
pretty much substitute breakfast because I can't eat breakfast first thing in the morning at like six, seven o'clock. That's way too early for me to eat something. And I tend to get nauseated if I eat that early. I don't know why. But I made this Slim Fast shake to have for breakfast that consisted of flax seeds, one banana, a couple of ice cubes, and honey peanut butter. It gives it more texture in the thickness and a lot of flavor. So I also use low fat milk and a scoop of Slim Fast. And it's the chocolate Slim Fast because I get get it by bulk when I shop at BJ's. Mix everything in the Ninja blender that I have and bam, that's breakfast for the morning. So I did that. No problem. I didn't feel nauseated or anything just by drinking that in the mornings. And I would drink it like around 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the morning. No problem. If I get hungry, maybe an hour, two hours later, I'll have like a little snack. So a snack I ended up making for myself is vanilla yogurt, which is low fat with some granola bits. And I'll add a banana in it too. And that's my little snack for the morning or even... After lunch, I'll have that as a snack. Um, I want to get back into taking detox tea. I did purchase this detox tea a year ago that I found out on Instagram. And I had spoken about this detox tea like a year ago on the podcast. So um, I'm going to start taking this tea again um, during the winter months because I want to clean out my body. I want to start shedding some pounds and see how it goes. So it's baby steps I have to take to start my weight loss journey again because last summer I was in the process of doing so but then I had surgery I was on restrictions to do certain things physically so that kind of like put a toll on my weight loss journey like you gotta wait a minute until it's time to go and get things back on track so um I'm also trying to stay away from purchasing more clothes I think I did more than enough shopping last fall, you know, during the sales for Black Friday and then with the Christmas sales, I need to stop shopping. I'm done. (laughs) So that's pretty much about it regarding that matter. So what else do I have planned for the month of February? What do you guys have planned for the month of February? Stay tuned and I'll give you the rest of the details when I return. So I want to talk about beauty related things I would like to test out during the month of February. So first and foremost, regarding my hair, I want to get it braided. So what I mean by getting it braided, not cornrows. I don't think my hair is long enough for that, but I want to get two braids with colored extensions on my hair. I'm thinking of pastel colors since my hair is still honey blonde because if I pick a darker color, like a dark green or a dark purple, I don't think it'll look right. So I'm going to see if during midwinter recess when my son is off from school, if I'll go get my hair done. Another thing I would like to do that's beauty related is going to the spa, getting a massage, getting another deep pore facial that I got done like a year ago. Man, was my skin glowing after I got that done. And I've been having crazy breakouts since November of 2018. And 
even now in 2019, I'm still having little breakouts. I'm having spots on my face from the old zits that is so annoying. And I don't wear makeup every day to cover up the spots. So I just leave my skin as is. I, you know, use a daily facial wash every morning when I shower. I use a hydrating cream afterwards to keep my skin hydrated. I have combo skin of normal to oily. So a year ago when I got my first deep pore facial by an esthetician, she recommended certain products based on my skin type. So I definitely want to get more skincare products to help along the way because I'm not getting any younger. I'm getting much older. (laughs) And, you know, as you age, things change. So stepping up my skincare regimen is very important, especially I'm I'm in my mid 30s. Um, what else? So I joined this Facebook makeup group called Makeup and Slay. I joined the group on January 2nd. So the creator of the group, she actually sent me an invite to join. And I had spoken to her about a couple of things regarding the podcast. I mentioned that if the group goes well, I would like to do a Q&A segment with the admins of the group or moderators, ad mods, however you want to call them, people that run the group. I wanted to do a Q&A segment with them where I'll ask them some questions pertaining to the group and they'll give the answers. And I actually started working on a release form for them to complete and sign if they give consent to participate in the segment for the Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast. And um, now I got to start working on a list of questions. So 2019, I'm about doing bigger and better things. So I definitely want to have this group involved with the podcast one way or another. I mean, they love seeing me go on live in the group on Facebook. Sometimes if I'm on Instagram live, some of the members or admins would join in and interact with me. And um, yeah, it's pretty fun. So I say once things go well with the Q&A with the admins of the group, then I'll move on to having the members of the group get involved with the podcast one way or another. So I'm taking baby steps, but first I want to work with the people who run the group. So far, so good. And, you know, some of the members, some of the admins, they were actually members of another makeup group that I had joined a year ago, but apparently I and some other members of this new group got blocked from that old group. I don't know why, but some shady shit was going down. And I think I've spoken about this on the last episode of the podcast. But if you guys didn't tune in, I could always refresh your memory whenever I go on Instagram Live. <laughs> but yeah, um, this new group with Makeup and Slay, they're very supportive. They're very encouraging to all the members. Um, I'm speaking about the admins regarding that. And the members are very, you know, sincere and genuine and respectful to one another. You know, they don't tolerate shit. Speaking about the admins, they don't tolerate any type of bullshit. Um, any funny stuff, people will get kicked out right away, right? So, so far, I haven't noticed any issues, no drama, everything is all chill, and that's how it should be. You want to be able to participate in groups of your interests on social media that you feel like it's a safe environment. You're able to freely express yourself. And if you have any issues or concerns, 
you would feel comfortable reaching out to whoever is running the group, whoever is re- responsible for the group. So, so far with Makeup and Soleil, I'm loving it. So keep up the great work, you ladies. And what else can I say about the month of February? Well, some of you may know about a certain holiday coming up, a Valentine's Day, and I will talk about that in another episode on the podcast. But for the time being, I just want to work on taking care of myself a little bit more this month and having some fun, especially with midwinter recess, I'm going to have the week to myself. So with that being said, I want to thank you all for tuning in to the podcast. I appreciate it very much for more updates regarding the sweet talk with Elisa podcast or more updates on myself. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at sweet talk underscore Elisa. That's S W E E T T A L K underscore A L I Z A. Any questions you want to shout out, just DM me on Instagram and I'll get back to you when I can. So I hope you all have a wonderful day, wonderful week, and until next time.